Hello and welcome back to the Coffee Bar Podcast. I'm Tyler. And I'm Natalie. And this is episode nine. Nine. I can't keep track. Once we hit double digits, I'm going to be lost. Yeah. I'm already lost. You had to tell me. Right. So it's exciting though. Yeah. It's nine. Um, kind of crazy. Yeah. People seem to like it. I get text messages and DMs and stuff. So mini famous, I guess. <laughs> kind of famous, I guess. Yeah. So what kind of coffee are you drinking? Um, well, it's the time of the month, like I said before, so I'm drinking decaf, but I have the instant coffee, which I've grown to really like because it is really convenient and easy. Um, and I don't know, it's just like a generic, like Kroger brand. The garbage man's really loud. Should I pause for a second? Okay. Um, it's just like the Kroger brand instant coffee, but I put my soy milk vanilla creamer in it. So, yeah, again, I don't drink caffeine when it's my time of the month. I think that that really helps. So any girls who are listening who need that advice, that helps big time. Um, But I load it with creamer because that instant coffee is like a smack in the face. So what are you drinking? I'm drinking instant coffee as well. Mm -hmm. And I made the Delgona, right? Yep. And instead of using regular sugar, I used brown sugar. Oh, and it was good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Can yeah. I taste it? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Do you want to taste mine? I don't. Okay. <laughs> let's see. Oh, that is good. It's more like sweet. Yeah. Even more sweet than it already is. So I got brown sugar because I wanted to make brown sugar oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize how cheap instant brown sugar oatmeal is. Right. And I didn't realize that until after I got the brown sugar. Mm-hmm. So now we have a huge bag of brown sugar that's probably going to go unused. Right. And I couldn't find the regular sugar because you weren't here. Oh. Because you left me again. Oh, jeez. And <laughs> I just ended up using the brown sugar, and I was very uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. it is. I think you use brown sugar to make like a lot of baked goods, so I guess we'll just have to make some cookies. I feel like that was the one thing. I was going to make chocolate chip cookies, and that was the only thing we didn't have. They're really easy to make. But doesn't it, isn't it stupid though? Like, I feel like anytime you go to the store, if there's something that you want to make from scratch, isn't it ridiculous that it's more expensive to make it from scratch? Yeah. Like, how does that even make sense? Yeah. Why would you want the extra work? Like, if you want to go and make a pizza, it's more expensive than buying a pizza that's already made. Right. Why? Yeah. Why is it more expensive to buy the crust, the sauce, the cheese, the meats, the veggies? The, yeah. I mean, it's just like, and then you have to make it right. and hope to God that it turns out okay or you just spent all that time and effort for nothing. Yeah. It's just kind of stupid. And then I feel the same way about cookies too. Like my grandma makes amazing homemade cookies, especially around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And she'll make, geez, like probably five, six, maybe even seven like different kinds of cookies that are vastly different from each other. Yeah. And I'm just like, God bless you because they're amazing, but I just, I would never do that. Yeah. You know, the same reason why I've, I've always wanted to make a pizza, but it's just so much more expensive right. to make the pizza. Yeah. And then the same thing for cookies. Like, yeah, we could get all the stuff to make cookies or we could literally just buy a package of pre-squared chocolate chip cookies that would be cheaper than buying everything as it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, I, I guess like maybe for cookies, like in the long term. Like, if you're going to make a lot of cookies, it would be cheaper. Right. But that always bothered me about the pizzas. Yeah, it does I remember like sense. I remember, like, being young. I was like, yeah, I was like, Mom, you know, I, w- I want to make, make a pizza. And my mom's like, well, we could just go get a, you know, 
Like I love frozen pizza. A lot yeah. of people don't like frozen pizza, but a a nice DiGiorno frozen pizza it is good. Is bomb. Yeah. But me and Natalie have a rule not to get off topic, but <laughs> we don't buy frozen pizza unless it's cheaper than a Little Caesars pizza. Right. Because what's the point? Why would you? Really? Yeah. Like yeah. Us, like when you think about it, if you could just go get a Little Caesars pizza, it's going to be pretty much the same quality. And Little Caesars, I feel like their pizzas are quite a bit bigger than a frozen pizza. Right. And it's fresh. Yeah. Fresh-ish, I yeah. guess. Well, maybe for the people who like, like my family, for example, if they were to buy a frozen pizza, it makes sense because the closest Little Caesars is like a half an hour away. You know, so what's the point of going back to where the grocery store was a half an hour away to bring back a pizza that might end up being cold? I mean, they do like to get delivery and stuff, but I don't I don't think they get Little Caesars often. It's more like either we deliver or we'll make a frozen pizza because what's the point in going to pick one up? Then it's cold. Then you got to reheat it anyways. So that makes sense. I'm so surprised that Little Caesars hasn't like ever jumped on the delivery chain. Yeah, it's like they don't have to. And you know what's always crazy to me is every time I go to Little Caesars, People will be standing there. They'll be like, yeah, I have a pickup for blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you like bought a pizza from here? <laughs> yeah. Like you like made a pizza. Right. Like you. Can I get a seriously chicken pizza? Why yeah. would you do that? Because their pizzas aren't cheap. I don't know if you've ever noticed, Mm-mm. but you'd be better off to go to a pizza place hot, that has yeah. a quality pizza. Right. Like I love Little Caesars hot and ready pizzas. I do too. 100%. I like. I am no, I am in no way, shape, or form a pizza snob. I could eat a Little Caesars pizza anytime I'm in, the, I'm in the mood for pizza. Now, don't get me wrong. There's other pizza that I like better yeah. or pizza that I prefer, but especially like. What's your favorite pizza place to pick up or deliver? Domino's. Okay. I love Domino's. Yeah, Domino's is good. What about you? Uh, one that's everywhere would be Pizza Hut. I think overall, I would say Jets Pizza, but that's like a Midwest thing. Yeah. But overall, Pizza Hut, and I don't get it a lot, but it's kind of expensive. But man, it's good. Yeah, see, I don't know why. I It happened in college, like just by chance, they have a, a carryout special where it's like $7.99 for a three-topping pizza. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get a ton of toppings on my pizza. Like I, I'm, I'm usually a guy that I'll get like pepperoni mm-hmm. or I like like a Supreme pizza. And if I'm going to get... Three toppings, I don't really know what three to pick of a Supreme pizza. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll get pepperoni, bacon, and I'm like, what what else do I want? And they had chicken. And I was like, sure, whatever. So I so I got chicken, pepperoni, bacon. Brought it over to my friend's house, and the roommates were home. And I was like, Yeah, like, you know, I got some pizza. It was like eight bucks. Like if you guys want, it. I'm not gonna eat the whole thing. Like, if you guys want a piece. They're like, what's on that? It's chicken, pepperoni, and bacon. They're like, what? I'm like, try it. Every single person in that apartment said it was the best pizza they've ever had. Like the best topping combination that they've ever had. Yeah. So that's like, that's my go-to. If I if I can get like a three-topping pizza from anywhere, Domino's. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I just don't understand why anybody would like go to Little Caesars and like pick pizzas. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Like, yeah, I'm going to get a Supreme pizza. And like... Their pizzas are like nine, ten dollars, and I'm just like, at that point, just go somewhere else, right? You know what I mean? You're gonna pay that price damn near everywhere else, so like, yeah. you might as well just go somewhere that you actually thoroughly enjoy, right? I, I could you hear it last time? You could a little bit, mm. 
But I don't know if it was because we brought attention to it right. and we were quiet. Yeah. It's the garbage people outside in our alley. They're so loud. And today's Tuesday. They pick up for us on Mondays and Fridays. Yeah. But obviously, there's other garbage men that come here or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if they come like basically every day of the week or... <laughs> At some point. It's just like... I know they're doing their job, but seriously, it's just like ridiculous how yeah. loud it is. Especially like, when it's in the morning and you're still asleep. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, it's so obnoxious. We leave our windows open often in the living room to keep it cool at night. And oh, it's like they're in our bedroom or something, just like banging around. It's like they're purposely trying to be extra loud, well, which I know they're not. But. Well, and it was the worst when I would work overnights on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So I'd get home at like six o'clock in the morning on Thursday, or I'm sorry, on Friday. Yeah. And they and we have garbage pickup on Monday and Friday. And I'd wake up and yeah, the windows would be open. I hear, and I'm just like, oh my god, dude, seriously? Like, or I think and it's Wednesday mornings here, right? That they have like the like not the gardener, but like the leaf blower. Oh man, and they're in they're in the alley, and then they're in the front space, and that's so loud too. And my old old apartment, they used to come Saturday mornings. Which was so obnoxious, and I swear they did it for like an hour. Yikes! And I just must. And then we had one at our last apartment. I guess everybody just has people come leaf blow. Right. It's oh so yeah, loud. yeah. We well, we had a lawnmower at our old place. Yeah. And they would come like once a week. Yeah, like Wednesdays like, at like eight thirty or something. Like, what are you doing? And we had street cleaning mm-hmm. Wednesdays and Fridays at eight in the morning. Yeah. So you had to be up before eight in the morning on Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. But yeah, so in, con- in conclusion. <laughs> I don't know why you would get any other type of pizza from Little Caesars other than a hot and ready. Right. I, I think agree. that's stupid. Yeah, unless the only thing that we go there for purposely is I love their crazy bread. Like that's those are some of the best breadsticks. Like I would get a pizza from somewhere else and then go pick up breadsticks from them. I just feel like they're always quality. They're never like burnt. They're never too small. They're never too flavorful. They're like perfect. I do love their crazy bread. And what's your other favorite pizza place? Blaze. And? Hungry Howie's. Yeah. Don't like Hungry Howie's. <laughs> I have Howie's. a lot of favorite pizza places. I hate Hungry Howie's. Well, see, I loved Hungry Howie's in Michigan. And then when I moved to L.A., there were none in L.A. And I don't know if it's because I had just moved here or something. And I saw there was one in Glendale. And at the time, I don't know, Glendale seemed like it was really far away or something. I didn't realize that it wasn't. And then I forgot about it. And then we moved to our apartment in Burbank on, I'm, I guess I shouldn't say the street we live in. Well, off of Glen Oaks. And there is the Hungry Howie's in Glendale on Glen Oaks, like two miles away, like so close that they deliver, which I was really excited about. But I get now, because my dad doesn't like Hungry Howie's either. My mom really likes it. So that's what we would always get. And he's just not picky. So he was like, whatever, but it's not his favorite. But I understand there's been times when it's like too well done. And I think that's the biggest thing that people probably don't like. Well, and and because we just got it, not too long ago. Yeah. I don't know why. It was because quarantine had just started and you felt oh, okay. bad for me. <laughs> and yeah, I don't it's just like it's always a disappointment to me. Mm-hmm. Like especially like the breadsticks always taste burnt. Yeah. And I just don't think it's a very flavorful pizza. Yeah. But I love Blaze. Yeah. Natalie got me on the Blaze train out here. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. We got a coupon in the mail. Buy one, get one free. So we got two like 
loaded pizzas for 10 bucks. They're so good. It was so awesome. It's just crazy. I don't know. Hopefully they don't ever change it. I don't think they will because it's not like if you go to Subway, you pay for every new topping. So you just do the build your own. It's like $8.99 and it's endless toppings. But at Subway, you kind of do pay for toppings. Like when it comes to meats, like you can get as many vegetables as you want. Right. But if you get like ham and bacon and turkey, you pay right, for yeah, every bacon single. bacon is extra. You it's pay like for 75 every cents. single one of those. And yeah. that's why... Um, to change subjects again, I love the Subway melt, which is turkey, ham, bacon, and melted cheese. Mm-hmm. And they don't have it on the menu anymore. So anytime I go, they like upcharge me for every single one of those meats. It's bullshit. Mm. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I don't like Subway. Yeah. But Blaze, you can get, well, I get bacon, pepperoni, you can get sausage, like everything. All, all the meats, all the veggies, it's still eight ninety nine. Even if like you, it's so heavy, you can't even pick your pizza up. And their rant is really good too. It's awesome. Yeah. And they'll give you like damn near as many as you want. Yeah, I'll be like, can I have four ranches? They're like, sure. <laughs> Whereas at Jets, you have to pay for right. each Most individual ranch. Yeah. yeah. Even I think like McDonald's, they only yeah, give they you do. so many. So. Yeah, they suck too. Taco Bell loads you up with sauces. Oh my gosh, we have so many still. After, did we ever talk about that? I think we did. When we got the like the talk, the party taco, box thing. Taco at bar. home taco, at home taco bar. Yeah, I think is what it was called. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. It was cool. They, I don't know if they're still doing it. They did it like right at the beginning of quarantine, and basically you could get it was for like twenty five bucks. You got enough food to feed like four people. Yeah, and so they gave you like can like two containers of beef. And nacho cheese and lettuce and tomato and hard shell and soft shell. And yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. We had Taco Bell for like four days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but I was bummed because they forgot our shredded cheese. Right. But, but we had cheese. But that's okay. So I have a question Go before on. we, if we move on. Um, I know we mentioned, which doesn't seem like a very long time, we decided not to have fast food for two weeks because we felt like, and it just comes from boredom, honestly, like sitting here through quarantine. Now that things are opening up, it's better, and I think it won't be as bad. But there were so many nights that we were like, what should we do? It just gives you something to do yeah, let's to get go. out of the house. Yeah, let's just go get fast food because it sounds fun. And then we'll watch a movie, whatever. So we were going a lot, and then we made a deal to not have it for two weeks. And two weeks is up tomorrow. So, Which is also my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Debbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should have switched that. Um what do you want to get for our first fast food trip? And in and out doesn't count. I don't really think that's like truly fast food. Although Ta- I'd be down for that. Taco Bell. Taco Bell? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I've just been on such a Taco Bell kick lately. Yeah, you have. And, and I feel like I've said it before, but Taco Bell by far has the best dollar menu. Yeah. Like you cannot beat the Taco Bell dollar menu. McDonald's doesn't even really have a dollar menu anymore, which is so stupid. Yeah. I swear the only thing that's a dollar still at McDonald's are like the drinks. Mm-hmm. Even a McDouble's a dollar fifty. And I'm like, who the f- who do you think you are? It's a McDouble and a McChicken. I've been eating these bitches since I was three. Yeah. And their quality has not improved. Like, come on. Right. They're just cheap, you know? Yeah. But that's why I love Taco Bell, because you can get so many, so many really, really good options at Taco Bell. Like the beefy Frito burrito, bomb yeah. as hell. Yeah. The uh, chicken, that's like spicy chicken flatbread melt, bomb as hell. Yeah. Like, so Fiesta good. Fiesta potatoes, bomb as but hell. But that's not a dollar. Oh. 
still. It's like a dollar fifty. But still, They're yeah, still it's really good. cheap. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean I haven't really like super missed fast food, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, two weeks isn't very long. No. And and like and I and I do really enjoy fast food, but yeah, it just it eventually was just like ridiculous. Like we went like I feel like we went like two or three days in a row. In a row? Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like, like I said, I think it truly came from boredom, and I don't think I've been as bored lately, and I think that's why I haven't really noticed or missed it at all. Um, But for some reason, and I've only probably had Wendy's three times in my life, honestly. I just, like, never go there. But I've been craving their chicken sandwich, the spicy chicken sandwich, and then we got those spicy nuggets that one time. Man, that was good. So that's what I really want. I love Wendy's. Yeah. And I worked there mm-hmm. for a few weeks. They, in my opinion, they have the best fast food chicken. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's so, so, so good. They make it to order, usually, mm-hmm. um, because not a lot of people uh, get chicken. But, um, yeah, if you ever go to Wendy's, get one of their chicken sandwiches or, like, their chicken go wrap. Mm-hmm. So tender, so juicy. I don't know what it is. Like yeah. it's, and I've made them before. They literally just like put it on a flat top. It's kind of weird, but yeah, they get they have really good chicken. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to get that. So enough about fast food, right? <laughs> I wanted to talk today about music mm-hmm. and just like various stuff. Like, do you remember like the first album that you got that you were like CD that you got that you were like really excited about or yeah. like. First, first song that you remember singing in your car, yeah, or like first concert or whatever. Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. Um, my I remember for a birthday party I got, which is like really shows my age. I don't know if you ever got this. I got the Backstreet Boys Millennium album on cassette mm. for like my fifth birthday or something. It was a birthday party I had, and I want to say I was in kindergarten. And that's when I really loved, I mean, I loved Backstreet Boys. I was, like, definitely a Backstreet Boys girl over NSYNC, which I know most people disagree. Wrong. But I uh, loved the Backstreet Boys. Um, So I did not get a first CD. I got a first cassette. And then my first CD was for Christmas from my Aunt Shannon. And it's funny that you remember these things. And it was Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby One More Time. Yep. And that was it. I don't remember what, I think she just, I was still really young. I think she probably just got it for me thinking I'd like it. And then I did. And then obviously like my whole life, I wanted to be a singer and loved pop music. So who knows? Maybe that ignited it. What about you? The first CD that I can remember getting was one of the, um, it was either now six mm. or one of like the Disney radio CDs. And it had that hamster song, or that, yeah, the hamster dance song. Yeah, it had that song on it, and I love that. And then I remember another, like, a couple of my other first albums. I don't know if you remember this, but, like, McDonald's used to do this weird thing. They did it with the Backstreet Boys, Sync, Britney Spears. They would, like, instead of giving toys, they would, like, you would get, like, CDs. And they only yeah, had like a few I songs on them. That. It was like yeah. really weird. But That's- I remember I remember specifically like getting those. Mm-hmm. Um and like not really caring because that wasn't like my favorite music, but like music was music, you know? Yeah. And then the first album that I remember getting, and I know it wasn't my first one, but the first one that like left an impression was the InSync album. Mm. And it was 
I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was the one that had. Um, they looked like circus people. No. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on, it's going to drive me crazy. Okay. <coughs> it was. I want to say it had the uh, that dirty pop song on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, it, it's it's called In Sync Celebrity, and it was this one. Oh. Where they're like walking and the paparazzi's all around them. Like they're like walking out of like a theater or something. Yeah. And oh my God, I loved it. Like my mom surprised me with it and we like listened to it the whole way home. And like that was like a really, really like important album for me. Yeah. I don't know why. I loved InSync. Yeah. Loved InSync. And it's so funny because uh, their song Dirty Pop was the first song that I ever danced to in public. Oh. And it was at the Westland Church. Nice. They had like a talent show. Mm-hmm. And I remember practicing in my room. And then I went to the church. And there was this woman. Um, I, don't, I don't remember what her name was, but her kid went to the church too. And I was like, yeah, like you know, I want to do the talent show. I wanted to dance. I wanted to dance to the song. She's like, okay, what song it is? Is it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's called Dirty Pop. I ain't sing. And she's like, oh, Dirty Pop. Like, is it dirty because it has bad words? But, and I'm just like. Can you just like let me like dance to this like seriously? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like being like a total Karen about it. Like I'm just like really. So I had to like, and thankfully her son knew what it was, and he was like, "Mom, it's in sync." Like they play them on the radio. It doesn't say any bad words. Yeah. So anyway, so it played, and oh my god, I just remember this. I remember the CD kept skipping because I played it so much, and they just had like a little Aww. like boombox or whatever. <laughs> it kept skipping and it kept stopping. And I was getting kind of frustrated, but like everybody was like watching, yeah. like waiting for it to come back on so I could start dancing again. <laughs> and then I remember like afterwards, I was talking to a kid that I went to school with and he's like, whoa, dude, like I didn't know you could dance like that. Honestly, it was probably pretty bad. <laughs> and like, thank God. Th- those are the moments that I'm glad that nobody had phones. Yeah. Because I honestly don't think I would have wanted to see that because in my mind, it's such a fond memory. Yeah. Because I was so nervous, and then afterwards people were like, oh. But I know if I saw it, I'd be like, "Yeah, no, what was I doing? You know what I mean? So so I'm glad that I'm glad that I you know, mustered up the courage, because then that's what kind of led me into loving dancing like my whole life, you yeah. know? And I was really big into like the Dougie and like jerk movement, and like being from a small town in Michigan, I didn't really... I wasn't really exposed to that. So I remember just like being online all the time and, you know, learning all the dance moves and finding out where I could get the clothes and like all this stuff. But that's like a long ways down the road. But (laughs) that was like a very, very important, important album to me. So, and, and I just, I listened to the song not too long ago and the production in it is just like awesome. Like whoever their producer was killed it. And like, and with a lot of their songs too, like, they have so many like crazy electronic elements that just like came out of nowhere that I feel like nobody really, uh, what's the word? Nobody really appreciated at yeah. the time. But like now knowing like how accessible music production is now and how limited it was even in like the early 2000s, like it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like this, and like, and, and I don't know if you remember on the song, but uh, Justin Timberlake starts like beatboxing in like the middle of the song mm-hmm. and like it's just oh my gosh oh i love that album i'm gonna so have much. to listen to yeah. it again i didn't really listen to in sync i used to say there was like 
a thing kids would say because I feel like it was so split where people were like Team Backstreet Boys or Team NSYNC. And it truly was probably just based off of whose album did you get first for Christmas or for your birthday. And I think that's what it was. But I remember because my cousin and I were both Backstreet Boys girls and we would say NSYNC diddly dink, NSYNC stinks. Did you ever hear that? I did not. Yeah, so that's what we would always say. And it's so silly now because obviously, like, look at Justin Timberlake. Um, but I have heard people say— Yeah, and look at any of the Backstreet Boys. Well, right. <laughs> but then some people are like, the whole reason people liked NSYNC is because of Justin Timberlake, like, not because of NSYNC itself, whereas people like Backstreet Boys because of all of them. Right. So I don't know. I was like, that kind of makes sense. I wasn't— Now, don't get me wrong. I love Backstreet Boys. Right. Like, especially now. Yeah. But. I would love to go. Who knows if NSYNC will ever do like a reunion tour? Because I would definitely go. I would totally go. But I it, like Backstreet Boys does it a lot, and then they had like their thing in Vegas, and they I have never. A residency? Yeah. Oh, I a know. short one. I don't. I think it might already be over. Um, but I never. It's definitely over now. <laughs> right. I never got to go to any of their concerts. We always tried, and they would always sell out because they were just like so huge, and um, it would just be cool to be able to go now. And everybody that would be there would be like my age now, like in their like makes me ill to say, but late twenties. Um, so I think that would be a lot of fun. Speaking of which, what was your first concert? My first concert was Kenny Chesney. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And it was at Ford Field. Mm. It was with my mom. And and it's so funny because the way that she the way that she gave me the present was this was when I was really into glad I brought it up the whole like jerkin like dance movement and stuff like that so she gave me a cake and they had pictures on them Mm -hmm. and on one side was all of like my like favorite like jerk stuff like all of like like some of the crews and like Mm -hmm. the shoes and stuff like that and then on the other side was a picture of Kenny Chesney's album that I really loved and that's how she surprised me with the tickets to the show oh nice and so it was at Ford Field and I borrowed a cowboy hat from my grandpa and (laughs) how old were you I was probably, hmm, maybe like 13 or 14, hmm. maybe older, maybe 14 or 15. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Really, really cool. It was, it was Kenny Chesney. I think it was Uncle Cracker. How funny. The Zach Brown band, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe one other person, but man, that was such a good concert. I'm sure it was. And then it was so annoying. So like, so me and my mom, you know, cause it's at Ford field and there's like a bunch of seats and stuff like that. And we were just kind of sitting down for most of the concert because we were waiting for Kenny to come on. So we would have the energy to like, you know, go crazy or whatever. Yeah. And this guy that was behind us kept being like, you guys got to stand up. You got to stand up. You Come on, get on your feet. And I'm just like, would you shut up? I cannot stand people that feel the need to facilitate other people's experiences at events like that. Yeah. Just leave me alone. Right. If we want to sit down, we want to sit down. Or it was like we'd been sitting where we've been standing for four hours. We wanted to take a break. And right. it's like, would you just shut up? Just go get another beer and just leave us alone. You know what I mean? I just, oh my God, I can't stand people like that. That's weird. Now I feel like there's people like that at every concert that are always like, oh, come on. Like, are you having fun? And I'm like, I was until you started bothering me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but that was, that was the first, I think that was my first actual concert. Yeah. And I was older. Like I, I yeah. never really went to a lot of concerts. When you were little. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think. I feel like I thought that I knew, and now I'm trying to. I'm pretty sure my very, very first one, which is funny looking back now, my mom got me tickets to Kelly Clarkson, but she was at the Midland Fairgrounds. <laughs> and then it's funny because where we went to college, Midland is like the next town over. And thinking back, I remember feeling like it was so far away. And I was little. I mean, it was right after she won. And that was in like 2001 or two or three, like early, early 2000. So I would have been like 10 or under. Um, And I think that's when I really realized I wanted to like be a singer. Um, Was just like during that time frame. And yeah, we went to go see her at the fairgrounds. So I'm pretty sure that was my first one. And then went to go see Avril Lavigne. And that was like more of a real concert because that was DTE. The Kelly Clarkson one was like in the like fairground stands. And it's just crazy because she's so huge now. And it's like won Grammys. And I'm pretty sure she had like a residency too. And her first concert was at like fairgrounds. Um, and then I went to Hillary Duff concerts. And that the rest, then the rest is history. Because that was like... Hillary Duff was my favorite person ever and still is my favorite person ever. Um, and when I found out she was going on tour, I mean, there was like no doubt in my mind that we had to go. And every concert she had that she came to Michigan, we were there. And um, one concert, I was in the seventh row and I rushed all the way to the front. Rushed. I mean, it was like a bunch of little girls, but was able to like run up to the front because there were these like side prongs. I don't know if that's the right word, but these like side stages that popped out aside from the middle stage and I touched her snake skinned boot and it was like the best moment of my life until I met her later. But yeah, that was like, I'll never forget it. It was just like, it's so crazy to see the people that you love and admire so much. And they just like walk out onto that stage and you're like, Oh my gosh, there they are. Like in the, it's just like weird to think that like they're right in front of you like that in front of all these people and they're in your town. And yeah, that was really cool. So that was my that was, that was my favorite concert ever. Well, and I, and I feel like it was always crazy too, especially when we were younger, before phones and social media was such a big thing, <clears throat> or even really before like the quality of pictures and videos that we have now. That and maybe maybe I'm alone on this, but I always remember that anytime that I would see somebody famous, like if I saw them at a concert or you know in on the street or like whatever that it was always really crazy because you had just kind of like seen them like on Google or like, you know, like a crappy phone video or something that when you saw them in person, you were just like, whoa. Yeah. Like I'm seeing them in full HD, 3D. They're right there. They're right in front of me. Whereas now all the pictures are so high quality. All the videos are so high quality that when you see them in person, yeah, you're still like, oh, weird, but you're like, they look exactly how I thought they were going to look. Right. Whereas I feel like back then, like you didn't like super, super know exactly what they look like. So when you did see them in person, you were like, right. Wow. Yeah. This is crazy. Like I've never seen them like this before, you know? So that was, that was kind of like the cool thing too. Like, you know, cause I always felt that with Kenny Chesney, like I've, and that's the thing too, if you haven't noticed, I have a very, very wide music taste. Mm -hmm. Um, there really isn't any genre that I don't like. Um, but yeah, it was just like so wild to see them in person and like right. to be at like I think that was like a really cool like first concert, you know, whereas like 
the production value was insane. It was at a huge venue with so many artists that I like, with so many songs that I knew. Like that was really, really cool. Yeah. What do you think is what okay. What do you think was the best concert that you've ever seen? Like production performance wise, like you were just like, wow. Like yeah. that was a really good show. And then the most like the one that you'll always remember. Right. Like something about it, you were just like, I'm never going to forget this concert. Yeah. Okay. So the best production, just like, wow, that like, was. Like best production performance. All together. All together. Yeah. It yeah. was the Miley Cyrus Bangers tour. Oh. Um, so I've loved Miley Cyrus since she was Hannah Montana and followed her since the very beginning. And I went to her first concert when she was like just Miley Cyrus because she did like her Hannah Montana Miley concert. And then I went to her first concert. I was like, this is just me, just Miley. Um, and had floor seats and took my younger cousin. And that was the first show I was going to mention was like, I remember that one being really great because at one point she was on like this motorcycle that went like above the crowd. So she was like right above us and just very impressive. So it just must be her team or her family's her team. And they just like know how to put on a good show because then – when she made her like come back and release bangers and she was like had the short hair and was kind of wild. I didn't know how it was going to go. Like, is she going to be a total diva, diva, diva and like come out really late or maybe like be drunk or something? I don't know. You just like kept hearing things about her shows, like being kind of crazy. Um, and either way, we were going, we were excited and we love Miley. And we had the very, very last row. I'm not kidding, like the top seat. And she came out right when the concert was supposed to start, which I've never experienced. Super rare. Yeah, like right when it started. Like, So that was really cool. And she sang every single song that was on that album, which that doesn't happen often either. And she sang it straight through the way that it was like put on the album. So I think she purposely was like trying to tell a story. And she just was like, so involved with the crowd and having so much fun and talking with everyone and laughing and like, Crazy dancers, crazy props. I mean, she was, like, on, like, a giant hot dog at one point. Um, she slid out on, like, a tongue because, you know, that's when she was, like, always sticking her tongue out. It was just, like, wacky and loud and crazy and colorful. And on top of it, I think she's so talented. Like, people don't notice it sometimes, I think, because she is so in your face. But, I mean, you can't deny that she's, like, a beautiful, talented singer. Um so just overall, just like quality production, it was fun and she was so good and she didn't make people wait and it was like a long show. So it was worth like every penny and it wasn't even expensive, which was like also really cool. And where was it? It was um, at the Palace of Auburn Hills. So that was like the best, best show. I, f I want to say another one, but I feel like you're going to say it. So I'm not going to and then we'll see. Um, and then one that I will always remember is just the, the Hillary Duff one. I went to... It was just two shows. I think she was only in Michigan twice. and um, But she had a couple of tours and didn't always come to Michigan. But um, she was at the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids. So we drove far for that one, too. And that was the one that we were in the seventh row. And I was like, I always remember we were in the seventh row. And it was one of my favorite albums of hers. And she opened the show. It's like I could remember it exactly. Like, she opened the show with her song, Wake Up. And I remember, like, immediately getting goosebumps and, like, tears in my eyes. I had never been that close to her. The first show I went to, we were in, like, the top section. Like, it was still okay, but not, like, not like these seats. Like, up close and personal. 
and then having the freedom to like run up closer to the stage and it just like yeah I remember her outfit and I remember like the souvenirs I got and the t-shirt I bought and I would always get those like program books that had all the pictures of the concert because back then like you said like you didn't have really nice cameras to take pictures or phones, which is kind of awesome because you just were like in the moment. And then you would just buy those program booklets that had all the pictures of the show in it. And then you could have that forever. So yeah, that was just like, it was just always so nice. My mom to just like always take me to these concerts and just like sit there and sing with me or like listen to the album the whole way there and drive me two and a half hours, three hours to just like go see a two hour show. And yeah, that's one I'll remember forever. Yeah, I think the one that I'll rem- that I'll remember forever is I was a senior in high school, and Skrillex was playing New Year's Eve at the Palace, and I do not know why he decided to play New Year's Eve in Detroit or not really Auburn Hills, but I was so so stoked when I heard that he was going to be there because. Ben was actually the first person to show me electronic music and I really didn't like it because I always grew up. I loved country and I loved hip hop. Like I was very like lyrically based is why I loved music. And when I heard electronic music and they didn't have any lyrics, I was like, what's the point? Like, what is this? You know? And so anyways, I ended up hearing the bang rang album by Skrillex and I fell in love with it. So it was like me, Ben, and like two other friends. And we went and we got there like super early. We got there at like six or seven o'clock. And there actually ended up being like five or six DJs that went on before him. And at that time, I didn't know who any of them were, but I have the concert t shirt. And I don't remember everybody that was on there, but it was like Flostradamus and like a bunch of other like really, really big artists that I like and respect now. Mm -hmm. And I wish we would have paid attention because the whole time we were just like sitting down, like when is he going to come on? You know, is he going to come on or whatever? Anyway, so he ended up coming on at exactly midnight. And the first song he played was his song right on time, which was just like really cool when you think about it. And he came out in this like spaceship and I lost my mind. Like, I was going absolutely crazy. Like, you know, because especially with electronic music, like, there wasn't a lot of words to his songs or anything. But, like, it was, like we were all just, like, up in, like, the top row. We were just like, you know, just, like, jumping and just, like, going crazy. And what sucked was we had to leave early which was like really, really sucked because we were like, you know, like 17 or 18 and somebody's mom wanted them home or whatever. So it really sucked that we had to leave. But Mm -hmm. like for that like hour and a half that like he was on that we saw was just like insane. Like it was, oh my gosh. And that was like my first electronic concert. Right. And it was just like, wow, this is crazy. You know, because like I said, for the longest time, I didn't understand electronic music. Then I finally understood it. Then I went to my first show, and then that was what like really, really opened it up, and that's why I've just like had such a respect for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the fact that just like the music can move can move you so much. You know what right. I mean? Nobody's playing an instrument up there. Like it's all just like all behind the scenes. Like you know the and like the production value to everything was just like crazy. Right. And then the best concert that I've ever been to, hands down, was the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, I mean that's the one hundred percent. Like. 
honestly, that was the most impressive show that I've ever been to. Yeah. We went to the forum mm-hmm. and it was in January or December. December, yeah. December. And it was for their happiness begins to like it was just this past December. Yeah. And it was my first like big I wouldn't say stadium, but like first like big venue show that I've been to in LA. Yeah. I've been to a lot of shows in LA, but they've always been like small like clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean it was just like insane. Yeah. You know, because I was never a big fan of the Jonas Brothers. Like I liked the year three thousand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but I never like went out of my way to listen to them. Yeah. But I really, really liked their new album that they put out and Natalie just kind of randomly was like, I bought tickets to the Jonas Brothers concert because they were like $40 and we're going in December. And I was like, okay, (laughs) awesome. You know what I mean? And I just like, it was really cool because me not being a huge fan of them, I already thought it was cool because I liked their new album. Right. But just knowing that damn near every single person in that venue had been diehard fans since their Disney Channel days, and knowing that, like, for some of them, this was, like, their first concert that they went to, or, like, their 20th, like, whatever. Yeah. They just have the craziest fans that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it was deafening when they came out. Yeah. And even I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cool. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it's, they're it's the iconic. Brothers, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it, like you, you can say, like, you don't like their music, whatever. But at the end of the day, and I'll tell you this right now, I, I noticed the same thing with Justin Bieber. They are such talented individuals that do not get nearly the credit that they deserve. Yeah. I mean, the fact that on every single song, they did not lip sing at all. They were singing the, all their songs, which number one is impressive to me. Yeah. Especially because they were singing songs from back in 2004 you know what I mean? All yeah. the way up to 2020. And they played all their own instruments too. Not doing me wrong, they had a full band like to play the drums and stuff like that. But Nick can shred on the guitar, which I had no idea. Yeah. Literally playing like he was playing every single song. And yeah. he'd do solos. Like it was crazy. Yeah. He never did not have his guitar on him. I mean, just like absolutely wild. Yeah. And and obviously like Kevin plays the guitar too. But Nick was not only singing, but playing the guitar too. Like I feel like if anything, Kevin was playing backup guitar and Nick was playing lead because yeah. I was just like, what the hell? And they have the most angelic voices that I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, just flawless every like, well, I shouldn't say every single one of them because Kevin doesn't really sing, but Nick and Joe, I just like was blown away. Yeah. And what was really cool too was be that, Obviously, with it being in like in a huge venue, they had screens all over, and we were basically like watching them, like where they are now, meet their like childhood selves. Yeah, it was almost like a mini movie that you were watching, but it made sense throughout the whole concert. And I've always felt bad for Kevin, just because I felt like he was always kind of the odd one out, like Mm -hmm. a little bit older, not nearly as cute. Yeah. Like terrible sideburns, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. he just like Yeah, everybody knows that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but then we watched the documentary, and I felt even worse for him because they said, like Nick and Joe admitted to him that they felt like he was holding them back. Right. 
And I know that he was just like devastated about it. Right. So I've just always had a soft spot for Kevin because I don't know. He just seems, seems like a like really a nice, nice guy. guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it was really cool because Joe played some of his songs from DNCE mm-hmm. and Nick played some of his songs from when he went on, when he went solo and I loved his album too. Yeah. Natalie yeah, left did. it. That's in, really what Natalie, you le- Natalie left it in my car and I listened to it like every single day. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. I feel like that's what truly sparked your Joe Bro love. Yeah. Was that album. Well, and then Kevin came out in the show and, you know, because it was kind of like you would like watch like, you know, Joe meeting his younger self and then Nick meeting his younger self and then Kevin met his younger self. But when he met his younger self, he was with his kids. And I just remember the place like erupting. Yeah. With, like, because like he was looking at his kid, or I'm sorry, he was looking at his younger self. And then it like cut to his younger self. And his younger self was looking back at him. And when it went back to him, he was like holding his kids. Yeah. And everybody was like, ah, like just like so cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like I said, like I've always felt like clearly he is not the favorite of the group. But to see like how much love he got that night, like I was like, yeah. damn, like right. that's awesome. And, and then he, he came out and and he like played the piano, yeah. and it was just like so cool, man. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, that concert was awesome. Yeah, so and awesome. Then they like, which we had like the perfect seats because we were in like the first section, like we weren't the floor, and then we were like the first section up, and we were in the middle in the back, and. So we were like straight on facing the stage and they had like a long walkway down through the floor up to like another stage. And that stage to us was like very close. And it rose up. And it rose. Like 50 feet in the air. Yeah, and they sang their song Hesitate, which will like forever be ingrained, ingrained, engraved, I don't know, in my brain. Ingrained. Ingrained in my brain. And it was just like spinning and that song is like truly angelic, like you said. And we got to be so close to them for that song. And... I had listened to their whole new album, but I hadn't listened to that song too many times. And now it's like probably my favorite one on the album because once you see it live and you like feel like the meaning behind it, it was just, yeah, it was wild. And and I've been a Jonas Brothers fan since the beginning too. Like even like pre-Disney, like some of their songs were popular before because they weren't even like Disney Channel guys. They already were making music and then were in Camp Rock and then they had their TV show and then they were classified as Disney kids and they technically weren't. And that's a lot of what the documentary is about, like breaking through that like shell of these kids that they weren't and they never were. And um, I can't recommend the documentary yeah. enough. I mean, it like, makes you appreciate them really and respect does. them even more if you didn't already. And if you're a fan, it's like cool to hear their story. Well, and like, and especially for me, it, it really broke down like their journey yeah. and it made you appreciate like just how hard they worked. Like, it's not like they knew one of the executives at Disney and you know what I mean? Like they were like a, a trust fund kid. Like they yeah. came from nothing, toured a lot for nothing in, yeah. in crappy vans until they finally got an opportunity. And then even after the opportunity, like they had so many struggles along the way yeah. and they were so young into like, I mean, like when you, when you look at them now, like they're still young, right? you know? And to think about how long ago that was when all this started, like, you know, and what what Nick was like twelve or thirteen, like when they when they first started doing everything, and he was like the leader of the group with his, you know, however old Kevin was, like seventeen or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just like I don't know, yeah. The documentary was really yeah. cool. 
Um, and now they have, you can watch, which we haven't yet, and I'd like to, you can now watch the concert. Like, there's a movie of that, and it probably, I'm sure, goes behind the scenes during production of the show and stuff. And and there was one really cool part when, um, just want to throw this out there for the OG fans, they did, like, a really cool, like, compilation of all their old songs, and that's when, like, everyone, including myself, went crazy, and they sang, like, Video Girl, and, like, they were, literally were, like, we know like you're a true Jonas Brothers fan and you've been here since the beginning if you will be able to sing along with us. And that was just like everyone that, and they would only do it for like 30 seconds each because they probably knew not everybody there knew those songs. But every new song that came on, people would like scream and then they would sing along and then they would scream and then they would sing along. And yeah, that was like a fun blast from the past. Well, and like me <clears throat> coming from like a music production and DJ background, I really appreciated how they transitioned from each song because it felt very natural Mm -hmm. and it was like really impressive because I didn't know any of the songs. Like I was just kind of like really paying attention to how they got from one song to the next. And it was almost kind of like they would like end the first song on a downbeat and kind of like let the crash ride for a second. And then they could play like one or two notes of the next song and everybody, "Ah!" like they just, they they knew knew right then, you know? And yeah, man, that was just so cool. And to be on their first tour back yeah like and this was the last show of their first right, year back so it was right. like really special to them and yeah we just yeah, and for them to end in la and right yeah, yeah. so cool man yeah so so cool really good experience i'm really glad that because there's been other times that i really want to go see a show and then i'm like it's too expensive or i don't want to spend the money but truly concerts are like top three of my favorite things to do and I always cry, one. I get, like, very emotional from them. Can't confirm. Because you just, like, if it's anything that you've ever dreamed of or wanted, and I'm sure even if, it, if it's not, you just, like, love those people. It's it's emotional and it's moving and you can't help but get goosebumps. But especially, like, I put myself in their shoes and I, like, can't imagine what it would feel like to be up on that stage. And I always leave feeling really inspired. And then I always leave re-obsessed with that artist. And then I'm listening to their albums, like, all the time and like remembering how much I love them. So I'm really glad that I just like bit the bull and was like, what I like put on my credit card and I was like, I don't freaking care. Like we need to go. I know I'm going to regret it if I don't. And very grateful that we went and that you really enjoyed it. (laughs) I don't know who else I would have gone with. So I'm glad you liked it. Well, and then we were going to try to go to the Justin Bieber concert. Yeah. Because I wanted to see him at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. But then all this crap hit and right. I'm kind of glad that we didn't because who knows like yeah. we might not have even gotten a refund they might have like oh well you just come to these dates later yeah and then like what if you can't go to those dates right. yeah that would have been difficult so I would like to go I imagine he's going to try to go again but honestly I haven't really listened to the new album very much so but it, regardless I'm like I've loved Justin Bieber since the beginning and you have too so yeah. We have been to a Justin Bieber concert together, though, yeah. which is kind of why we wanted to go to another. Yeah, we saw him at the Joe Lewis mm-hmm. Arena. Um, again, like, you cannot like Justin Bieber. You can think he's a douchebag, whatever. At the end of the day, you have to admit that he's a talented individual. Yeah. I mean, just at that concert alone, he he played the drums, did a drum solo, played the piano, played a piano solo, played the guitar, did a guitar solo. And he's one kid. You know what I mean? And at that time, I don't even know if he was 20 years old yet. Yeah, I don't think so. And you're just like, this is just insane, Yeah, you know? And it's just, it's always funny because for a while we were watching the Justin Bieber 
not like documentary thing, but whatever like he had series, whatever thing. he had on yeah. YouTube, it was like on the YouTube Red or whatever. And it's just always so funny to me when these pop artists. And again, this is coming from somebody that loves Justin Bieber, and I would like die on a hill to defend him because <laughs> I just think like he's such a talented guy. But it's so funny. Like in the documentary, he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, I just, I just, I just been working on this song and." been pouring my heart into this you know what i mean and then it like cut and you like hear the song that he's working on and it's like yummy and i'm like you poured your heart into that right (laughs) yeah you got that yummy that was that was you pouring your heart into it like come on yeah you know and i just feel like so many pop artists are like that and people like uh people always make jokes like people like in the edm world like when they make dubstep they're like oh man i poured my heart and soul into this and then it's just like and you're just like what you know (laughs) but it was just funny to like see him be like oh dude man there's a long time coming you know we've waited till the time was right and you know everything was and i'm just like yeah really yeah (laughs) i didn't love that song i do like the intentions one yeah a lot um but I just know that his shows are the same. Like we'll just like Jonas Brothers. We'll just have like crazy production, and I like going to shows where there's crazy fans because they just make it more fun. And especially when you're one of those people too, and just like that uproar of when they're about to come out on stage. That's what I've like always daydreamed about the most. Is like what would my entrance be? What would I do to like pump up the crowd when you like know that they're coming? And I'm gonna share it really quick. What I always imagined was that it would be like it would like count down like five four three two one but then it would be like black and white footage of me walking through like the backstage area of like the arena obviously and I think it'd be cool to do like every arena like they're just like actively doing it live and it like starts with like your feet and as like you're slowly walking through and like slapping everybody's hands and they're not showing your face yet and the crowd is just like pumping up because they can see like this artist like walking closer and closer to backstage and then like right before it shows them like coming to the stage the whole stadium just blacks out and then it's one big flash of like light and then everybody's like ah! and you're out there and I would always listen to like different songs that I loved and pretend it was mine so that was always my entrance plan I never really had an entrance plan, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. I And what was so cool about the Jonas Brothers was you could tell that they just seemed so grateful that everybody was there. Like, yeah. they're just like, thank you so much for supporting us through everything. You know, through Nick going solo, Joe joining DNCE, Kevin getting married and having kids, like, and the fact that we can all like come back full circle and act like nothing ever changed. I mean, how like how can you not be grateful? Right. You like know? How, I'm sure they were they talk about in their documentary, like their last album before this comeback album didn't do well. And that's kind of why they split up and it was like really hard and really sad. And them coming back was like, I hope they're excited. Well, we and, don't know. Right. And there's always that it that chance that yeah, like it could not like, be okay. Right. You know? That it could not be um successful yeah and yeah i, just, I don't know that yeah. was that was really really I'm sure cool. it was like wild like that first post they made on instagram like it's funny how fast people discover it like jonas brothers just like reopened their instagram account and everybody was like holy shit and like everybody's like reposting 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 and then they were like we're coming back and everybody it was just like <laughs> everybody crazy. died <laughs> yeah and i'm sure they were like well that's good i'm glad they're excited yeah so 
Anything else? I can't really think of anything else. Okay. I think that's probably good. First concerts, first CDs, favorite artists, best concerts. Oh, you know what? Another concert that I remember is when we went to the Wiz Khalifa and ASAP Rocky concert at, D- at DTE. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that was kind of like I bought you Jonas Brothers tickets and then you bought us those tickets. Yeah. And, and it like ended summer. up like pouring down rain. It was like really cool though. But it was just like awesome. Yeah. And I remember I had a shirt that I got at Spencer's that said Pussy Money Weed. Nice. Because <laughs> that was uh, – one of ASAP Rocky's songs. Yeah. And I was like, God, I'm so freaking cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a really cool concert, yeah, too. Yeah, it was. Um, other than that, that's, I, it. that's it for me, I guess. Yeah, I went to a a, a, a Frey concert, the Frey, and it poured rain. There was at DT, too. And that kind of music is still, like, piano and, like, really can, like, give you goosebumps sometimes. So being in the rain for that was cool, too. And he, like, came out into the crowd and was like standing in the pouring rain and singing, so that was cool. Yeah. I well, and concerts. that's what's nice about DTE is is like as long as it's not lightning, usually they keep the shows going. Right. Because where the artists are, it's covered. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and as long as you don't mind. That's a really cool venue. I, yeah. Being on the hill and then watching all the drunken high people like roll down the hill. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. And especially like for like country, country concerts, the best place to go for those. So, with that being said, I'd – Hope, which I know we don't know when concerts are coming back, but I hope soon because I want to go to some. So if you're the next time you're debating on going to the concert, go. Just go. Yeah. Go get the money back. What is it going to be? A hundred bucks? Just do it. Right. Put it on your credit card. Worry about it later. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's- pay, pay $50 for parking. Pay $25 for your beer. $50 for a t shirt. And then just, you know, enjoy it. Hopefully it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's it. Yeah, that's it. My computer went black, so I have to unlock it. Okay. So just keep talking. Okay. Just go ahead. Um, I'm trying to think of if I ever went to a bad concert. And we're clear. Okay.